0: cake how many times was Kate mentioned this morning it's good isn't it we all like to come around food and that is biblical <laughs> come on that is a biblical fact that actually great times happen when you come around fellowship and food yes so what let me encourage you why don't you invite somebody around to your house for some food come on guys why don't we invite each other around when, we, when we're thinking about Tri-Church, why don't we invite somebody around for dinner and then invite them to Tri-Church? Wouldn't that be great? Awesome. Just as we were worshiping, I just felt God give me a word for somebody. He gave, I had the picture of Daniel in a lion's den. And I just sense somebody is sensing right now that they are in that environment of lions surrounding them. That they are in the lion's den. And I I just sense the word over you is just like Daniel. God is going to be able to give you that peace and sleep. That even though you're surrounded by the lions, they will not touch you or harm you. They will not even come near you. And you'll wake up in the morning and your declaration will be, my God almighty has kept me safe. Amen. Come on. Well, over the last few months, we've been looking at our core values as Restore Church, and um, we've been looking at the value of prayer, worship, generosity, love, servanthood, people, values all based on biblical values. And there are much more to be poured out from this house, but we just wanted to take a journey um, over these uh, last few months about looking at these core values for us, uh, just as we start off as Restore Church. You see, today, if we call ourselves a Christian, anybody call themselves a Christian this morning? Yeah. Okay. That means we are someone who reflects Jesus Christ, yes? Yeah. And we apply Christian values to our life. Amen? As we come to the end of this preaching service, it's uh, serious, sorry, sorry Uh, Today, let me ask us a question. Are we living our lives reflecting Jesus? There's a challenge. Uh, I want to pre-warn you, this this message is going to be a little bit uncomfortable. It's going to be a little bit challenging, but when we get to the end of it, there's going to be some great joy as well. So, just hang on. Okay, so are we living our lives reflecting Jesus this morning? You see, as Restored Church, our challenge is... That today, we take hold of each value that's been preached over the last few weeks, and we make it a part of our life, yes? You see, when we do this, we change, we change our lives, but we don't only change our lives, we start to rebuild the individual, restore a community, and renew a city. If you're part of, if you're part of this church, you know they are our three core values, okay, okay? because we exist to rebuild the individual to restore community and renew a city this week i find myself, myself reflecting on how amazing god has been his goodness over the last seven months since becky and i ha- have been leading the church i just want to share a few little things for you church growth numeric- numerically has increased come on we've seen new christians give their life to jesus come on we've seen people be baptized come on we've seen community connections and partnerships increase like never before we've seen city wide connections and partnerships increase like never before and testimonies of lives transformed and that's just to mention a few come on let's give god some praise this week this week we had around 80 people in this building uh, for an event that was ran for mental health in our city and uh around in this room there was many organizations that represented mental health i want to just commend some of our restore guys because on that day they pastored our community so when people came into the building They made sure they pastored. They made sure they looked after. They made sure that people were welcomed. And they did an amazing job. So come on, let's give our our guys a round of applause. None of what I've spoken about can happen or continue to happen if we don't value people, church. And uh, when I read my Bible, people are at the core. Right from the beginning of creation, God set out for a relationship with us. And in, even when sin entered the world, God continued to work to bring a reconciliation between us and him. God so loved the world that he sent Jesus Christ. Amen. Our mission right now is to show that love to others. Yes. I want to tell you, if, if, if the Christian, if the church was a business... It would be all about people. Yes? If the, come on church. Listen, I get out of bed for people. I get out of bed because God's called me for, for people. He's called me for you guys. He's called me for, the, for my community. He's called me to this city. Yeah? That is exactly the same for you. The church of Jesus Christ exists for people because Jesus created this world for people. He created this world for you and I. He created this world so that we could live in relationship with him. And what an opportunity we have to show that love to others. I want to read from Matthew 22, uh, verse 34 to 40. Uh, this morning, and this is going to be our our kind of core scripture, Um, but uh, here's what it says. Um, Jesus, the Pharisees are are pressing Jesus and trying to question him, Um, and this is where we land in the scripture, and they're asking him, Jesus, what are the greatest commandments? And uh, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, The Pharisees got together, one of them, an expert of the law, tested him with this question and said, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second, okay, And the second, come on, hear this, is love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Wow. Just capture those words right at the end there. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. You see, that's powerful if you truly understand that. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. We've got to take note of that. Becky and Anita have both brought two great words over the last two weeks. And looking at our value of love and servanthood. And these two subjects um, have uh, taken us on a journey to this very subject of valuing people today. Becky drew us from a place and a question at the end of her message of how do we live out God's love? Yes? With Anita looking at if we love God, we must also lead to serving him and loving others. How powerful is that? You see, today, if we value people, we must love people. Yes? If we value people, church, we must love people. Our values build our culture. At the culture, the culture that we're building in this house is this is a place you can call home. Yes? This is a place you can call home. But this is a place where anyone is welcome. I want you to know that. This is a place where you can call home, not just for a few people, but this is a place where anybody is welcome to come and call it home. It doesn't matter what road you've been on or walked or a walk in. It doesn't matter where you've come from. Everyone should have an opportunity to hear the word of God, but know Jesus in a personal way. If we're truly going to be a people who value others, if we're truly going to be a people who value others and outwork God's love, my first point is this, we must... First, love God to love others. Come on, church. We must first love God to love others. The first and greatest commandment in those, uh, those verses that we've just read is to love God. You see, if we do not love God, we cannot truly love others as God loves us. See, if you don't love God, you don't understand God's love because you've not come to that full understanding. We have to understand the love of God, the the love that God has for us, so that in turn, loving others as God had loved us and that it can continue and continues to love us as well. See, God in His very essence is love. Yes? 1 John 4, verse 19, says these words. We love because he first loved us. Thank you, sir. We love because he first loved us. I'm just going to have a bit of water. Just excuse me. We love because he first loved us. I want to tell you. I do everything I do because he loves me. He first loved me. Every action I do, everything I do in my life, I do because God loves me. Some people last week asked me this question. I had a few people come up to me and ask me this question. They said, Pastor, why, why are you driving to Cornwall with our young people to go roller skating? We have roller skating here in Plymouth. I said, we do have roller skating in Plymouth. But what you've got to understand is it's not just roller skating. It's young people gathering together to worship God together. I want to tell you, I will travel a thousand miles if it means bringing somebody into the presence of God. That doesn't mean that they can't do it here. Don't hear me wrong. But there was an opportunity. Come on, some of us miss opportunities. Some of us miss the opportunities that God lays before us. There was an opportunity to place our young people in a place where they could worship God with other young people and be inspired. Do you know what? This is what I said to our young people. It's your job to now bring that into Plymouth. Come on. It's your job to bring that into Plymouth now. We have to inspire the next generation. Because if we understand God's love for us, okay, we can go the extra mile, can't we? Yeah? We must first love God to love others. My second point this morning is loving others is one of our greatest commandments as well. It's the second greatest commandment that God has given us. To love God and to love others. uh, Sorry, to love God and not love others is not loving God. I want you to understand that this morning. Yes? See, loving others means living out of a place of humility. Philippians 2 verse 3 says these words, do nothing... Out of selfish ambition, vain consent, rather in humility, value others above yourself. Okay, this is where it's going to get a bit challenging. Okay, because you've got to hear these words. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain consent, rather in humility, value others above yourself. What does that mean? Church, that means laying down our selfish ambitions or pride. Selfish ambition and pride. It has, it, has the, it has the best of us at most times. Yes? We all want to do what we want to do. But if we think for a second, how can we change somebody else's life... Over the things that we 're doing in our own lives, we'll see God's blessing in a greater way. I promise you of that. Is there, a sel- is there selfishness or pride in our lives today that needs to be laid down at the feet of Jesus? You see, loving others is praying for those who persecute us as well. Come on,. <laughs> Anybody being persecuted today? me then. Okay. (laughs) Matthew 5 says, but I tell you, love your enemies. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for them. Pray for those who persecute you. I want to tell you: if you are being persecuted today, if you feel like you are under attack or you're being persecuted, the answer is prayer. The answer is prayer. Do you know one of some of the greatest prayers you can pray is for those that want to harm you? When you pray for those that are wanting to harm you, that God will bless them. Oh, let me tell you, something's going to shift. Something's going to change. <laughs> we have this thing in England. It's called moaning. <laughs> We're almost professionals at it. <coughs> if we could, uh, if we could get paid for it, we would be millionaires, all of us. I want, I want you to know, right? We are some of the greatest moaners. Yes. Come on church we've got we've got to stop moaning we've got to live life differently come on let's speak well oh something something looks different something's not right come on come on I'm just I'm, I'm just stretching us a little bit I don't like it this way okay come on let's be a little bit different church Let's celebrate. Okay, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm going to celebrate what God's doing. I want to tell you, if you've been persecuted today, there are things that God can do in your life that will shift your life forever if you pray for those who are persecuting you. I remember in my life there was a time where I felt extremely under attack well Becky and I both felt very under attack and we we felt extremely convicted by this, this scripture it changed our life forever it changed our life forever see I pray for my enemy I want you to know that because I love people Here's the challenge. Loving others is not seeking to revenge or bear grudge. Oh, <laughs> I told you it was going to be a little bit challenging this morning. Loving others is not seeking revenge or, or bearing a grudge. Leviticus 19. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone. Among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Woof. (laughs) I tell you, when the devil came to test Jesus before he was about to be crucified, what did he do? He quoted the word of God. Whenever I teach the word of God. Quote the word of God. I'm not preaching anything that is not in the Bible, church. Okay? Loving others is not seeking revenge or bearing a grudge. I want to tell you today if you are holding a, a grudge or bearing, uh, a be, bearing, a, uh, re, looking to seek revenge on somebody, it has to stop. It has to stop. Okay? We are a people who will act differently. Yes? The world is looking at us as Christians. Yes? The world is looking at us as church. The slightest thing that we go out of step at, they will jump on us. Yes? So there is a great importance in us being a people who represent the word of God in a great way. Don't hear me wrong, we're all humans. We all have those times where we fall short, okay? I know all of that. We're all on a journey. But the importance is this, that we choose to live our life like this. Because if loving others is the second greatest commandment, love God is first, loving others is the second. We have to understand that by loving others, we need to live from a place of humility, not selfish ambition or pride. We need to live from a place where we're praying for those who persecute us because we love everyone. Yes, we need to live from a place where we're not seeking revenge or holding a grudge. And if you're not challenged enough, can I just challenge us a little bit more? That's okay, everyone. Yeah? Not too uncomfortable. Okay, good. You see, loving others as God has loved us is not meant to be easy. I want you to know that. But choosing to live our lives this way, once was, what was once hard becomes a culture and a part of our life. So what I've spoken about before when we place these these things in our lives when we, when we live out of a place where we're not live, we're loving others not from a place of selfish ambition or pride we're not holding grudges and we're praying for those who attack us it starts off to be hard but this is what happens okay it becomes part of our culture it becomes part of who we are And it becomes a lot easier because it becomes a way of our life. You see, when Jesus hung on that cross, this is the greatest challenge because I just want you to think about this. When Jesus hung on that cross, there was no selfish, ambition or pride. He laid his life in in complete humility. He laid down his life in complete humility. He did not lash out at those who persecuted him. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they have done. Oh, he did not see revenge. He didn't see revenge or hold a grudge. He died. He was buried. The grave was overcome. And when he arose, the same people that, Held abuse at him just days before. Had the opportunity to know him and to go to heaven. Come on, church. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. He loved us so much, he laid down his life for us. The greatest challenge for us. From this commandment is we have the opportunity to lay our lives down for him in loving others as he loved us. Whoa. <laughs> right, <laughs> we're going to get into the good bit. <laughs> My last point is this, when we love others as Jesus did, we serve not for ourselves. Come on, I need to touch on this last week. Matthew 20 says, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as ransom for many. Jesus, Jesus had the right to, re- to be served. I want you to know that. He was the king of kings. He was the Lord of lords. He had the right to come down and say, I am the son of God. Wait on me, hand and feet. But he didn't. He served daily. He served daily. He chose to serve you and I and this world instead of being served. The other day, I, I, I don't want to embarrass you. We, were, we went to Joyler's um, 16th birthday, and I, and I was washing some of the pots. And don't worry, I am going to openly admit I don't wash the pots every day. <laughs> don't And Deepa was horrified, and she says, you can't wash the pots, you can't wash the pots. But do you know what? I want you to know, church, I'm never above washing the pots. I'm never above cleaning the toilets. I'm never above anything that Christ has asked me to do. But I'm here to serve the King of Kings. Okay? And here's the goodness of God that pours out. If we truly value others, we'll choose to live our lives for others. Not serve ourselves, not to be served, but we will be there to serve others. This week I found myself having a conversation about a person's service to another but it was also they're upset. They were upset because they did not get any reward for that service out of the relationship. See, the truth is that that's not that's not true Christian love. I don't serve because I expect a reward. I want you to know that in the Bible, the Bible teaches is that our reward is in heaven. Yes. And that there isn't a reward. But I don't serve because there is a reward in heaven. I serve because when I get up to heaven, I want to hear those words. Well done, good and faithful servant. Love serves even though there is no reward. Love goes above and beyond and it carries a multitude of sins. Come on. People may hurt you. They may hurl abuse at you, but there's a grace above your over your life that is greater than any grace that can ever be given. So come on, church. We can give other people grace, can't we? Yes? If grace has been shown for you and I, we can show that grace to somebody else. Because how else are they gonna know who God is? How else are they gonna know the love of God? See, quite often we think that becoming a Christian is about somebody saying, this is how you become a Christian, become a Christian. No, that is not how it happens. This is exactly how it happens. People see a difference in your life. People see a difference in how you live your life. This is what is going to be our anthem of of Restore Church. I want you to know that. There will be a culture of this house that people will say there is a difference about the people in that house. People will see that we are a people that serve because we're not looking for a reward. People will see that we love because we go beyond any sin or hurt that's being cast. And people will see that we stand and we love because even when life gets hard, we still love. Come on. Even when life gets hard, we're still going to love people. Even when people don't want us to love them, we're still going to love them. We're still going to care for them. We're still going to reach out. We're still going to be kind. We're still going to pray for them. Come on. You see, when we truly do this, (laughs) when we love others as Jesus did, we see the power of God unfold. Church, come on. You see, when we walk in the love of God or for loving others, the power of God unfolds in our lives. Jesus did as the Father asked him to do. In loving others, he walked where God directed him to walk. The power of God unfolded in Jesus' life day after day because he loved others. He came for others. Are we getting this? And the more God loved others, the more the power of God unfolded in his life. Matthew 14 says, When Jesus landed and he saw a large crowd, he had compassion for them and healed their sick. Well, wow. Wherever Jesus went, there was a crowd. Why? Because as he loved others, the crowds grew because the power of God unfolded even more. On our way to the youth trip, one, some of the youth said, what's the greatest thing you've ever seen, Pastor Steve? What, in all of your journeys, what have you seen God doing in your life? What's the, one of the greatest things? A, have you ever seen anybody be healed? I says, yes, I have. He says, what's the greatest healing that you've seen, Pastor Steve? I said, well, when I went to Russia prayed for a man in a wheelchair and he got up and he walked. I want you to tell you that was nothing that I did other than my obedience to be in that place and to pray for that man. Come on church, any of us can do that. Any of us can do that. Any of us can pray for somebody. Any of us can ask God and call upon the name of the Lord. You see, when we love others and we go that extra mile to love others, we'll see the power of God unfold time and time again. I can tell you story after story of God's goodness. I'm not making that up. Have I ever seen seen anybody get out of a wheelchair and walk again? No. Does that mean it's never going to happen again? Absolutely not. But I tell you that was the great one of the greatest moments I've seen when I've seen the power of God pour out on someone's life, and they've got up from their wheelchair and walked their wheelchair out to the church. <laughs> Come on, I want to see more of that church. That's what I want to build. That's what I want to see. But we've got to do it as a church. We've got to be corporate in this. We've got to be a body of Christ that loves others, that sees others in a greater way. Life is precious. Come on. Life is precious. We know life can go like that. But there is an importance to loving others and going that extra mile. When we love and value people the way that Jesus is, The power of God will unfold in your life. I promise you of that. When we love people the way that Jesus did, we'll see the captives set free. Come on. I'm coming to a close. I am coming to a close. Very, very quickly. When we will see the captives set free. Luke 4 verse 18 says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoner, and recovery of the sight of the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now we know at this point Jesus is quoting the prophet Isaiah, because we've built our, our vision on this, but this is what Jesus says, then Jesus rolled up the scroll, scroll, he gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the sil- synagogue were fastened on him. And he said, this has now been fulfilled. I want you to know that that same spirit that lives in Jesus lives in you and I. Woo! Come on! That same spirit that broke the grave, that set the prisoner free as Jesus walked on this earth, lives in you and I. Because Jesus Christ lives in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. So when we live like Jesus, when we love like Jesus, sorry, and love others like Jesus, we will see the captive set free. And my last thing is this. When we love, like Je- love others like Jesus did, we'll see the kingdom of God built. See, I don't have to worry about this church growing. because God will build his church. I want you to know that. job is to pastor you guys and release you to go out into the world and take Jesus out into the world and to love others. Yes? God will build this church. And as we love others, as we follow the word of God, we'll see the kingdom of God built. I'm so excited because our next preaching series is called Kingdom Builders. Come on, church because we're going to be a people who build the kingdom of God. Yes. Yes. We're going to be a people who are part of building the kingdom of God together. Yes. Yes. Seek first the kingdom of God. (laughs) Come on. Thank you. There's so much more to come. There is more to come. That's my catchphrase for us as a church. Yes? This is our catchphrase, church. There is more to come. Because we're going to have an appetite that God's going to bring more and more into our lives. Amen? Brilliant. Alex, just come and play. Let's stand together. And I'm going to close in prayer. And and, uh, we're going to go from this place refreshed empowered challenged yes challenged to love others to lay down our selfish ambition and pride to pray for those that are against us come on to pray for those who are against us and to not seek revenge or bear a grudge Love the way that Jesus did. Love of us the way that Jesus did. See, Jesus first loved God, and then he loved of us. Like I said, we've got to be a people who love God first. And if it's your first time in church, and or you feel challenged to recommit your life to Jesus, I want to say that this is the starting point for you. Because you've got to love God first. You've got to say, God, I love you with all of my heart. I want to explore my relationship with you. I want to dig deeper with you. And if that's you today, I want to pray for you. So with every eye closed in this room, just for a split second, if you want to ask Jesus afresh into your life, or you want to recommit your life to Jesus, just put your hand up for me and we're going to pray a prayer right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you. Wonderful. We're just going to pray this prayer now, okay? And I want you to pray this in your heart. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for all that you've done in my life. I want to thank you that you died on the cross and you rose again so that I can have life. Today, Lord God, I make a decision to follow you, to recommit my life to you, to give my life to you. I choose to love you first, Lord God so that i can love others lord i want to love because you first loved me and today lord jesus i say come and come and do what only you can do in my life take it afresh make it new change me from the inside out in your mighty name amen Church, I want to pray for us as a a family here at Restore Church. Lord, we pray over our value series. And I pray, Lord God, that each value will become part of our lives. That each challenge that has been brought through these messages, Lord God, will be, be echoed in our lives and we'll take hold of them, Lord God, to live our lives differently. I pray today, Lord God, that we'll be a people that are known for loving others differently, Lord God. I pray for, for those of us who are going through difficulties, Lord God, with selfish ambition or pride, Lord God. And today, Lord God, if I just pray that if that is any of us, Lord God, we lay that down at your feet. We sort of say, Lord God, you come and take that away. We pray for those that are feeling persecuted, Lord God. And Lord, we pray for their enemies, Lord Jesus. We pray your loving kindness over their lives. We pray, Lord God, that you will do something in their lives that will break the chain of of ambition or pride or anything else that is stopping them. But we pray, Lord God, that you will bless their lives like never before pray for anyone that is carrying revenge or or grudge Lord God we pray Lord Jesus that that will be fallen to the ground in the name of Jesus that the words of the enemy will not wind up our minds or our spirits that we will lay that down at your feet Lord Jesus and say it is done it is gone Lord, we choose to love others. We choose to love our neighbours. We, we love ourselves, Lord God. Because it's your, one of your greatest commandments. And today, Lord God, we pray, most of all, that as we love like you did, we pray, Lord God, that all of these wonderful things will unfold. That your power will unfold, Lord God, in our lives afresh. That we will see things that that we've never seen before, Lord Jesus. We'll see you move in mighty, mighty ways, Lord God. We'll see the captive set free. We'll see the prisoner that is is under oppression, Lord God, set free, Lord Jesus. That we proclaim your good news to the poor, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We ask all these things in your mighty name. We ask all these things of you, Lord God. You are the name above all other names. You are the king of kings. And Lord, as you came to to serve, Lord God, we choose to serve you afresh by loving others in our world. We pray, Lord God, that we will make a difference for your kingdom and people will see your goodness in our lives.